Hello, all Beard Inside listeners. Here's the audio from our newest YouTube episode. If you like this episode or the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, or many other listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you are getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. Our capital region adventure continues. We are in downtown Albany, New York, and joining me from the Bull and Bee Meadery and Tasting Room is Ray and Dan, uh, Mazer slash Mead Maker and GM slash co-owner of the Bull and Bee. Guys, thank you very much for hosting us today. I look forward to tasting some of these tasty, tasty looking meats. Uh, Let's start with number one here. Uh, The white can is Genesis. Uh, In Greek, uh, that means the beginning. Uh, It's the first mead that uh, Ray made for us, so... I'll go on to his description because he's the expert. All right, what do we got here, right? So that is a traditional dry mead. Um, Basically, uh, honey, water, yeast, time it takes to ferment, that's it. Like a dry white wine. Uh, Best served chilled, in my opinion, but ambient or room temperature uh, for the heathens. Um, That's, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, I mean, it works as well. Great in cocktails as a uh, like a neutral spirit. Awesome. Um, it's really nice. Uh, incredibly versatile for what, flavors. What's the ABV for this? Uh, that's a little... Right now, I'd say it's about that batch, a little over 13%. 13%? Yeah. Uh, drink responsibly. Oh, sorry. Enjoy responsibly and don't drink a drive. That's right. Ooh, uh, that's also, yeah, it's uh, really good with uh, mixing, too. Uh, okay. One of our... Uh, most popular cocktails here is Zeus Juice, yep. which is a pine glass over ice uh, filled with that little bit of club soda or seltzer and cranberry juice. Mm. Especially like out on the patio, you don't even know it's there. Oh, yeah. Awesome. It's refreshing. It's definitely uh, goes down easy. That's what you do. I told us. I, uh, yep. I'm not drinking at the moment, so got to take time off, you know? You can't get high in your own supply. 14%. So it's, uh, Almost, yeah. It's, it's still... Does not taste it. 14, you would be able to tell. It's a little over 13. At 14%, that's when you get a boozy bite. Mm-hmm. So right now, we like to keep it right under that. So unless it's meant to have that, mm-hmm. that little bite to it, but uh, smooth, that is a chilled version of it. It's really nice. Super clean. Does not taste overly boozy in any way. It's very, very tasty. Yes. Incredibly and, uh, tasy. So, guys, uh, what got, got, a fruit what got fly you into going yeah, So, uh, you know, never trust a meadery that doesn't have flies because then, you know, they're doing something wrong. Or bees. I mean, so yeah, bees, that's how we get bees all the time. Bees all yeah. over the wall, yep. So, guys, what's got you into mead? I mean, it's very, it's not, not frequent. It's either beer or wine. Well, the uh, project started in 2019. The majority of your uh, William Yeager, he's a local businessman. He owns Patsy's Barbershop, which has been open since 1930. Continuously in downtown Albany, tattoo shops, uh, and the Fuse Box, which is a nightclub venue, uh, had been making. He was a street punk in Albany in the '80s, uh, and he had been making meat on the side, like while he was uh, rocking around the block, so to speak. And then in June 2019, New York State put out the farm meter license, and he had wanted to start a business. He was talking about making meat, starting it again, and his friend uh, John Kern from Albany Distilling, they were out. One night and over drinks, like John was like, Why don't you just start a farm eatery? And Tragedy's like, I don't know. His nickname's Tragedy, so we call him Tragedy for short. <laughs> um, Tragedy's like, What do you mean? And John kind of gave him the nuts and bolts and he came in on a Monday and said, 
we're opening a meadery because I'm his general manager for a bunch of his other businesses. And I was like, all right, I want in right from the beginning. So we, uh, he knew Ray for what, like six, seven, eight oh, years? Oh, probably before? a decade. A decade before that. About that, yeah. Um, and he had known that Ray made meat on the side also. Uh, and since he's a, you know, multiple business owner, you know, he's not able to be here all the time. Mm -hmm. So uh, Ray was able to come in and uh, start making meat for us in June of 2020. 21. That's when we got our we got we got in April. I came 21. back up here uh, early early 2020. I don't remember. I don't so, yeah, know. just before, I don't know. Mid pandemic. Yeah, yeah sometimes <laughs> the pandemic. It's yeah. you know we literally mid, did mid an interview down. between a festival and a pandemic. It's like one pandemic later. Yep. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, uh, wait till the next one. Oh Ooh. god. Hopefully yeah. not in our lifetimes. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's it. It's come up 2021. I mean, I don't know how crazy the lockdowns were in Albany. I know where we live. It was crazy, but starting a business during a pandemic—that's that's wild. Yeah, we had uh, no the, risk, no reward. Right. But we started the licensing process in June of 2019, and we actually got our conditional uh, liquor license to open in September. Okay. Of uh, well, we we had heard back from them in September of 2019 saying, okay, you've been registered. We're going to go through the process. Uh, then in March of 2020, literally five days after the state four four or five days after the state of New York had officially locked down on a Saturday, that Wednesday, we got an email from the state liquor authority saying, congratulations. You're essential. You have your license. Yeah. Well, no, no, you have your, you have your license. You can okay, okay. move forward with opening. And since, uh, Trad Jones, a number of other businesses, uh, we were focused on opening those. Uh, he's a part owner in this building. Uh, so we had the location already uh, picked out, but getting it open, we finally got our, we submitted everything for our full licensure in September of that year of 2020, uh, 2020 and then they gave us our conditional license to actually open uh, in March, but we had that extended to the spring, because you needed like six months, because we had to get final yeah. floor plans, make sure the health department was in, make sure it matches all the um, architectural drawings, et cetera. And then we did soft openings in April of 2021, and our grand opening was May 1st of 2021. So we're, we're pretty new, even though yeah. I've been working on the project for over, technically, yeah. over four years now, since June 2019. Um, but yeah, we, uh, the uh, Peter from Helderberg Meadworks, who we still carry their stuff here, was instrumental in helping us uh, get out because we didn't have, the, the way it works is that the liquor authority does not give you the permission to make mead. It's just the ability to sell. Mm -hmm. And the farm meadery license, which I think you're, oh, we can expand on later. I think yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Um, gives us the ability to sell any bottles over the counter along with New York State sourced and produced mm -hmm. beer, ciders, and other wines and liquors. Um, but we didn't have our own mead because the health department hadn't approved us in the, in our kitchen to actually make the mead like through the codes and stuff. And that didn't come through until I think late June, yeah. That's when we start, like as soon as it came through, yeah, we just and, boom. Because of the licensing, you have to make, you have to have fifty gallons made Minimum. a year. And I'm we, like, Haha. yeah, that's <laughs> <I'm> like, you <laughs> know, and that's you do that in my sleep now. So it's you know, it's ridiculous uh, the turnaround mm -hmm. and things have been. It was a slow burn uh, at first, but it's all come full circle because it's all educating palates mm -hmm. and. Uh, People have become so used to preservatives and artificial everything and microplastics and everything else 
you know, I mean, it's uh, it's awful. So to get something that's organic mm -hmm. and just natural ingredients and good water, you yeah. know, it's you know, right from the start is uh, shocking to the system. So especially if you you're not familiar with mead already, you know, a lot of the problem is is that. People think mead instantly, Vikings. You know, they're like, you know, all oh, the Norse and this and that, da da da. Yeah, they made it popular. Yeah, every culture was at it. Every culture, you know, mm -hmm. and there's all different types, all different ways of producing it, making it, you know, I mean, no matter what, you come down to the, the raw form, honey, water, yeast. Yeah. But it's getting everyone to understand in their palate that it's like, what is this? It's new, it's natural, and it's just, unless they've been on a raw diet their entire life, it won't just come to them naturally. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's always a issue, and some people don't take to it, and they're like, oh, this isn't for me. That's great, you know? I mean, you can keep drinking something that's, you know, yeah. obviously bad for you, or you can go a healthier option, which is never going to be regulated as a healthier option because there's no money involved in it. So there's, that's another story. There's no money in, in keeping people healthy. Yeah. It's only uh, in, <laughs> in, you know, curing system, uh, you know, like I, symptoms and not I do feel problems. the craft drinker like myself is more than willing to experiment with yes. meats. And I that's... Mean, look, look at me. I discovered you guys through a passport because I traveled to Albany Pump House grabbed a beer and they're like, here, discover everything in the area. I'm like, ooh, thanks. Oh, yeah. And, and, that's, and there's, you know, there's traditional ways to uh, brew as well that's without having to use chemicals, yeah. you know. So, but that's, that's neither here nor there. But for educating palates and getting people dialed in, you know, everybody thinks honey wine. Okay, it's going to be sweet right off the bat. Not sweet at all. No. And that's just, you can have it sweet. Making it sweet makes it a little more pleasing per palate. So mm -hmm. most people like it sweet over the dry. I'm more of a dry person. I want it bitter. I want it dry. I like it. None of our stuff is bitter because yeah. we don't let it sit like that. Um, we have a different process. Um, still similar to everybody else that makes mead or wine. Um, we just do what works for us and helps us uh, stick out. It's, um, I feel like meat is, it's, it's slow, but it is growing. It's mm -hmm. very slow though. It is growing. And yeah. it's, um, a lot of it is, there's more people now keeping bees. Uh, it's documented, you know, even keeping bees helps. Uh, there's something with just the, the uh, symbiotic relationship mm -hmm. with, having an apiary and, you know, keeping bee boxes on your property and everything, it helps with longevity and it's, it's giving back, you know, bees don't use their entire yield of honey, you know, but that goes into nature that goes into feeding other wildlife and it could be sourced like we do yeah. uh, into making a delicious product. I, I understand like it's gotten to the point where there's an over bee population now in North America. I mean, if you go by, by volume, um, yes, but mm -hmm. only because there's been such a decline yeah, yeah, overall, okay, you know, yeah. between, uh, you know, pollution and, um, climate just change, yeah. climate change it makes things horrible, especially if things are over wet, you mm -hmm. get hive collapse from fungus and from mold 
It's like there's so much strain on bees and it's one thing that uh, just to keep keep uh, mindful yeah. of, uh, you know, like for people that do want to have their own bees, where they where they keep it, where they put their bee boxes, you know, keep it, you know, the shelter, winters have been bad, you have to look out for frost, you know, you can have full failure on, on the hives. From what I understand, on average, there's at least a 60% loss of, of bees yeah. from winter. Yes. So and it's, it's a, it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, as long as people keep wanting it on their property, um, you know, you have a, a large amount of property, go for it. Yeah. People know? are doing it on top of uh, commercial and uh, residential buildings and city skips too. Yeah, I was actually going to ask that because I know like where we live, there's rooftop gardens. Yep. Um, there's, I, I live along a bike path and now they just don't cut the grass like the entire summer because they want like the, the natural life to, to thrive mm -hmm. there. So it's, it sounds like Albany's like, yeah, we gotta we gotta step our stuff up here. We, yeah, uh, there's. I think there's yeah. a few people who've come in that have like one or two hives like uh, around, but I hear a lot more from like uh, either like being out selling or from or like definitely down in the city, like New York City, huge Buffalo mm -hmm. a little bit, but it's definitely much more common. Okay, even yeah. just in the since the beginning of us opening, like we still we 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 hear it more, and especially of, like, a lot of what affects bees also in more urban areas are not sustaining natural like flora. So like uh, people who, you know, they want a cropped prim yard of just, you know, a specific grass and they do all that and they weed out everything else, that's your, your neutering your yeah. yard where you should be having, you should be harvesting your, your seeds. You mm -hmm. should be having whatever natural flowers come you know like wildflower clover whatever grows grows leave it you know but a lot of people have gotten into that routine of wanting you know like i want my grass i want this type of grass and that's it on their entire yard and that doesn't help yeah. the ecosystem at all yeah the, the so, pride of a clean like nice clean green lawn is not a good thing that's it's, you know that that goes back to the 40s yeah. the 50s <laughs> you know with that mindset of the you know the nuclear White family pigeons. yeah yeah you know like two and a half kids and yep. a dog <laughs> and, you know like, yeah. no bees two point five you know kids you know it goes to that you know it's like a a visual uh, uh, sterilization yeah. uh, unfortunately yeah. you know like ah. you could thrive without all that and that's a it's it's, uh, it's changing like I I just got back from uh, Europe and there's a lot of hotels that have a lot of big open yard property for when they have events, but on the edge of that property, they have bee boxes going and it's fantastic. Yeah. And that, that was something that I noticed uh, that they don't do here, but all over France, all over Germany, Belgium, upper Netherlands, I was amazed. And that's the first thing I would look for because I would sit there and I just watch mm -hmm. and I would watch to see how they reacted, you know, whether it was early morning, midday, nighttime, just to see, you know, what was coming back, what was going out, the activity, the just to see how they, you know, were people, it's kids running around yeah. and everything, no problems whatsoever. Uh, that's, that's a North American, like, that's not just American, that's a North American mindset that's got to change. Even in Canada, we don't, we don't have that. We don't have rooftop gardens. We live in Montreal. It's the concrete jungle. It's, yep. it gets hot. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, not as hot as New York City will get, but it, it gets hot in Montreal. Yeah. So. 
it's uh, it's something that has to change and you know we want a betterment for I don't have kids but maybe your own kids and your grandkids at some point you want a better world for them yeah and bees are part of that and bees make honey and mm-hmm. honey makes delicious meat so. yeah. <laughs> and uh, New York State which is cool uh, across it it's all wildflower and clover honey uh, our honey is sourced from within 30 to 45 minutes Oh. Of Albany, so it's all within the Hudson, local Hudson Valley. Yeah, so keeping it, which helps with. And the, you uh, can tell it, it keeps with the consistency. Yep. Every once in a while, you can tell a little something's different in there. Not bad, different. Yeah. Like you'll get some ground cover that flowered. You'll get some tree blossoms like dogwood. You can tell depending on the yield and the harvest. Hmm. Sometimes a little sweeter. The color changes. This and that, but otherwise, it's fairly consistent. Plus and minus, you know, just a little variation. But it's gotten to a point where we can tell, you know, like we definitely know what's been uh, what's been growing. So to be fair, I trust his pal a lot more. Yeah. Than I'm more like, do you like it? Yes or no? Usually, like 99% of the time, yes. He's like, well, percent yes. I'm like, oh, yeah. Great. So you're me. Is it good? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll drink it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, that's literally my story. Well, that's it. It's, uh, you know, you have to stand by your product. Yeah. And it's uh, a lot of people that come in, um, they're not into meat at all. They've never had it. They don't, but, uh, you know, they trust us. Mm-hmm. And that's a bonding moment also. You know, it's like, hey, you know, I wouldn't be putting my life into this if it wasn't something to be trusted yeah. and tasted. And it's like, you know, it's not going to hurt you. You know, all it's going to do is expand your horizon on libations. Yeah. Do you guys find you get a lot of craft, craft beer drinkers who are like, ooh, let's try some meat and... Oh, yeah, and then I'm assuming the Capital Region Passport yeah. definitely helps. The uh, Capital uh, Capital Craft Beverage Trail, yeah, okay. Uh, CCBT, like we joined it in July, like literally of 2021, um, and it's been a great experience. Like just uh, like we've when when <laughs> which which is more of a rarity than it was before, and it was already rare when we have like same time frame off in an afternoon. Uh, if we can coordinate our schedules, we we definitely try to like go visit other craft makers uh, all the way like Lake George down yeah. to Kipsy out to Schenectady and beyond and around uh, and everyone on the Capital Craft Beverage Trail has been great like really like very welcoming and then we welcome them back here and then just the participants they're all the supportive trail. of each other yeah. too it's, yeah. like, it's really nice bounce off ideas mm-hmm. like there's a in Valencia they have a Harvest Spirits yep fantastic they fantastic it's dangerous to go there because <laughs> yeah, we have to figure out like all right, so he's gonna drive who's driving. Gonna yep. Yeah, he's gonna say it's, it's gonna be. He's biting the bullet. You walk in and it's like, oh, we're here. All right, and then they pull out all the stops. They pull, you know, and it's it's rough. That's when it's who's driving in and a, who's bringing home the bottle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, in a good yeah. way. Because then yeah. it's like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, go to this barrel. You know, like yeah. we're waiting for somebody to come in of worth or something. I'm just yeah. not a regular customer or somebody that. Knows what, you know, notes and, and this and that to pull out. But yeah, too. it's, you know, it's, so a, lot it's a nice uh, little professional yeah. kudos. It's, yeah. um, I like to call it friendly competition between you guys. It's like, yeah, yeah you want, you want CH, pump, uh, CH Evans to succeed, but also bring business this way too. So, oh, yeah. No, yeah. well, that's the whole yeah. thing. You know, with, with the, especially with the mead community, very tight, very close knit. Mm-hmm. Um, Royal is not around anymore. They yeah. were... Uh, a meadery out here. They did things differently. A lot of session meads, a lot of frozen stuff. Um, they totally different. Like, you know, all the meaderies that are close by have different profiles. Mm-hmm. Heldeberg is, you know, they're, they're so far ahead. They do things their way. And uh, anytime we have 
you know, an issue or if I have questions, I can always right. bounce them off of Peter there. Yeah. And it's, it's a professional courtesy mm -hmm. as well as just, you know, it's community also, which is great. Yeah, he's yeah. got a, an immense amount of tradition behind some of his meads. They're like, he's a yeah. direct descendant of the kings of Norway. Like family line directly from it, 400 years old. Oh, yeah. And some of the recipes he utilizes are like direct, like from the royal uh, cook, meadery, uh, like that family. Yeah. Capital region. Yeah. No, and they're, and they're great. They're phenomenal. But, it, but again, like we, we do, we, we definitely have like a different way yeah. of doing it. So it's like for us, I feel like we're like bringing mead to the people because at, at, when I'm out doing tastings at farmers markets, uh, tasting events, uh, local bars and restaurants and liquor stores, or even here when I'm subbing in for him when he's in uh, uh, Europe out gallivanting. Uh, it's like, I would say, especially when it started, like 80 to 90% of the people who came in had either never had mead or didn't even know what it was. You know, like easily, like definitely above 80%, probably close to 90. Hmm. And now I would say it's, at least locally, especially in the tasting room, I would say it's probably down to like, 60-ish? It's down. 50 it's to 60. Down. It's down, for, but it's, yeah. yeah. For New York State, it's like 0.01% oh, yeah. of wineries make mead. Mm -hmm. So, just make and it, just being even. a dedicated right. meadery yeah. is already, you know, yeah. you already got the odds against you. Yeah. But Statewide, it's, I think there's less than 20 yeah. meadery's in New York State currently, I yeah. believe. But then it's to... Uh, to get to where you're successful, you need yield. So it's, can't make it without the honey. And that's, you know, like, a, uh, you know, when we get our honey, it's like that they have a great volume. They love what they do. They love their bees and it's, and it shows, shows in the product. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, and the same thing with our meat. If you don't love what you do, if you don't mm -hmm. have passion to it, it's gonna come out and you know, the proof is in the pudding. This is my pudding. So it's, you know, pretty it's much. It's delicious pudding, the, let me uh, tell you. Yeah, so it's like, there are days when I'm doing 200-gallon tanks, and, I'm, yep. and I sing to it. It's a lot. There's yeast, you know, it's, it's a living thing. So it needs to be nurtured. Yeah. Yeast is the best because it, uh, it eats sugar and it farts out alcohol and makes yeah. me happy. So that's it. That's, that's the important yeah. I mean, speaking of the, the festivals and the farmer's yeah. markets and the meat tasting events, like how important is that to the bull and the bee to, to draw folks from who would have never discovered you guys going to those places to bring people here in the tasting room? Well, since we're still in many ways coming out of uh, the pandemic, like we're directly across the arterial from the uh, MVP arena, yeah. which is like the big convention center and uh, arena in Albany. Uh, and events are have definitely picked up, especially starting with the uh, men's NCAA tournament. We had like mm -hmm. the first uh, round games, yeah. and I think some second round games. Um, and then this spring, it's been great. And that's why like location wise, it's part of the reason like foot traffic between uh, the parking garage and the parking lots. Um, but it's nice to see this year that there seems to be many more of the larger festivals uh like we went to we've been two years in a row to the adirondack wine and food festival mm -hmm. uh luckily we won uh people's choice award for best meadery or fa favorite <laughs> favorite meadery uh there two years in a row which was really two nice years in a row. Yep. and uh th the first year all we had was genesis uh this year i was able to actually sell four you know which was the midas the joy and the hades along with that and this year we tripled what we had done wow last year in a, that's, in a weekend. That's a good, that's a solid Yeah, yeah no, no, it was great. And like now, like 
Now before, like, Genesis, the reason we came out with Genesis first, uh, especially, was because it is a dry mead and it is different than most meads on the market. Like, ours generally have, uh, the way Ray has made them, they have a lower viscosity than traditional uh, European meads. And the Genesis is also really good as a mixer, as we have stated, so that's where we're actually able to get into local bars. But now having a natural line out, it's like some people are like, it's not sweet enough. It's not the mead that I want. And we're like, that's okay, you know. And, that's, and now we have yeah. the other options. That, that's a problem with a lot of, mm-hmm. in my opinion, for some people's palates, it's great. You know, they want something that's diabetes in a glass. Perfect. <laughs> Do whatever is going to be great for you. <laughs> I, I've said that so many times. <laughs> I don't want something that is too cloying. I don't want right. it to be overly mm-hmm. sweet. I want it to be. There, you know there's honey in it, and a lot of mead, the honey is just, it's not there. Yeah. It's yeah. not there. You know it was made that way, but it's like, uh, you know, and for a lot of people that make wine, they don't want, what do you mean you want to taste the grapes in the wine? And I'm like, I want to taste the fruit. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I understand. I want to taste what's in it. You know, it's like, that's, you know, and the way that we do it, I want there to be a honey profile, mm-hmm. and that's how we do it. You know, and that's and, uh, much stronger with the Midas, especially. Yeah, and that's number two here. Yes, right? Midas. Let's, let's yeah. talk about yep. the Midas here, which so, I, ironically was my game game in elementary school. Oh, there so. you go. Oh, it's, it's pr- prophesized, you know. Yeah. Yep. And it's prophecy that, complete. That I have to interview you guys. And that, that's another just traditional, um, traditional aspect. It's just same as the Genesis: honey, water, yeast. Time it takes to ferment. And then back sweetened with the same honey that we use in the fermentation process. It's really good as instead of uh, runny honey in a bee's knees gin Mm -hmm. drink, that instead. What's the percentage on this one? 13. About the same. Oh. Yeah. We try to keep them about as close to 13%. As you toast. Slaunch it. (laughs) See, like you said, you don't want taste like diabetes in a glass and this is below Mm -hmm. that. And then you're like, it's 13%. And I'm like, uh uh-oh. I shouldn't drive after this. So. Yeah. And it's also, you know, mm. a, a lot of the time, depending on the yeast that's being mm-hmm. used, um, that's some great. yeast has its own flavor and you can pull it out of everything that's made with it. Yeah. And uh, you can taste it. And uh, for what we use, it's robust, it's controlled, and you don't get that flavor. So mm. you get a little more purity on, on the honey. So Definitely instead of like a, it. like a champagne it's, yeast where it's just, you know you use champagne To me, it's, 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 uh, it's got that taste of me adding a, a little bit of honey to like an orange pico tea. Mm. Like that, that is, whew, 13%. It's good at what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Well, and that's, so uh, that one especially uh, locally, we have made uh, six stools, mm-hmm. uh, like carbonized kegs of it. So we do have a session that we'll put out with that. And that's, that's phenomenal for yeah. especially in the spring and summer. Oh yeah, I think that's what I had when I was here back okay. in, in yeah, a, we, we keep March, a, April. We keep is, is is I, you know, I'd had a bunch of other beers, and then I had terrible beer at the arena mm-hmm. from a macro producer, and it's like, no, I need a good, tasty palate cleanser before I go to bed at my Airbnb down the street. It's and that's you guys being on the way with my exactly Airbnb it. is perfect. So, mm-hmm. that, and the only, I think the only real problem that we have with the mead is that uh, <clears throat> getting people to slow down. <laughs> so, which that's, is yeah, because it. it's uh, they don't it's know. easy it's, to drink, yeah, and it's 
it's, it's stronger than any uh, strong beer yeah. and they slug it down and I'm like, oh, yeah. you're going to scuttle yeah. out. It's That's, like you're crab walking out here, you know, because you can't stand I, right. And I do love seeing that is like you have, you know, we'll say gentlemen in their 60s and above going to a craft beer bar or uh, like a winemaker or whatever and not realizing what they're consuming because they're just used to macro. And right. then you have these older gentlemen stumbling up your three mm. stairs, <laughs> walking to whatever, and you're well, like, it's, it's, yeah, uh, don't drive. Like when, when people are doing tastings, yeah. like I, they ask, and they're like, all right. And then like towards the end, after they've gone like through, because we do taste in like a quarter of an ounce. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not a, a lot. Um, but when they do, that's about an ounce. And they're like, oh, so wait, what was the percentage? And I'm like, 13? And they're like, what? what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you got to, that's, that's when I said like, with, with, the, with the Zeus juice, especially with the, with the Genesis, is if you just put anything else, because the dryness and the honey will just absorb the flavor. You still get the honey taste, but it's like, oh, because it's not at what you were saying, the 14 yeah. uh, or, or like 15% where you actually get that alcohol bite or kick. Which it's can slow you down. Exactly. You know, it's super subtle. People. You're just like, oh. And you're like, I'm like, yeah, that's your, that would be your second one in about 10 minutes. Are you sure? <laughs> You want yeah. that? You know, like that, that's like that's, when, when you just shotgun the yeah. six pack. Yeah, so exactly. And you, you need to slow down. Might want to, yeah, yeah, take it easy. Yeah. I'm gonna switch the water. You might want to give some of your keys for a bit. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> or Uber. Yep. Whatever you choose. Yeah. Uber, Lyft, all good. amazing. Dad, tell me about the history of the building. This looks older. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> this building was built in 1865, and then in 1893-94, it opened as the Bulgaro Tavern. Uh, which actually is it also being the bowl first is a nod to the history of the building uh, and to the family that owned it. It was a Polishly owned Italian American tavern and restaurant and actually a hotel because they owned the entire building. Okay. Uh, and they came, they opened it when it opened. It was kind of like a port fight bar. The sailors from Albany Port would come up and kind of you know, grind it out. Have a few too Right. And then, <laughs> in, then in probably like the early to mid 1900s, it became more of like a refined and a, a staple of the local. Community where there was like uh, like overnight rooms, mm-hmm. and small ones. The family lived up in the back left uh, third of it, uh, and then towards. Uh, it's also one of the buildings that, uh, at least as as uh, local political legend holds, stopped the Empire State Plaza from going all the way down to the river because it was supposed to be mm-hmm. the Corning Towers all gray, like granite, like stone, all the way down. It's supposed to be really nice in this like area right here where the arterial is. The parking lot was like Little Italy. Of uh, Albany, uh, so the, the guys were basically like politically active. Like, no, we're not going to sell. And then towards the end of the son's, uh, of the original owner's life, uh, kind of like in the late 60s or like definitely in the 70s, it kind of reverted back to a, a Albany Port uh, fight bar. Um, and then the building, he ended up passing away and then I believe it closed like late. Uh, 70s or early 80s, I think it was like 82, 83, the building remained abandoned. Oh, okay. It was actually in condemned status until uh, Traj and his business partner bought it in 2018. But when Traj was a street punk here, he actually for six months squatted on the third floor in the late 80s. Uh, and he actually made me here in the third floor uh, randomly enough because as a street punk, it's literally the easiest, you know, legally, you, you put it away, you do, right, you do water use, hopefully it doesn't mess up or blow up and you're good. You know, figure it out. And you, you just let it sit there, technically speaking. Obviously, it's a more refined process here right now. Um, but with that, uh, when he bought the building, because uh, when he bought the building, he could still see him and some of his friends' tags, like graffiti, up on the top. That's cool. And then when we, when we did our opening in May of 2021, 
uh, we actually had some of the family members here and that uh, menu that's up on the wall uh, right there actually has handwritten prices from the late 1940s. Very cool. uh, so if you guys show that in that, it's yeah. actually got like the pricing for that's it. That's awesome. So, uh, it's a very, very old building. Well, for America. Yeah. It's yeah. very old for America. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, as you mentioned, Ray, you know, meat is Vikings this and Valhalla that, but you guys are very Greek and Greek mythology inspired, yes. I find. What, why that shift? Like, what made you decide Greek so mythology? So when, when we were uh, opening, uh, Traj wanted to be Grecian style, mm. uh, which is more of like a Mediterranean, like close to a wine uh, than the traditional ones. Uh, and he's Greek Orthodox, so he is involved in the local Greek community. Uh, so the bull in our logo yep. is actually the Minotaur, uh, okay, Asterion okay. from Greek mythology, the, the yep. labyrinth and all that. And the bees, the bee is actually in Greek mythology, the messenger of the gods. And in Greek mythology, the message is honey. That is literally the bee's role okay. because the gods drank a honey alcohol on Mount Olympus, which was meat. Yeah. So it's like literally the nectar ambrosia. of the gods, the ambrosia of the gods. Very cool. So, and that's where like everything is like very gold, mm. very Greek. The actual uh, logo of the bee comes, is literally lifted off a Greek coin. Like yeah. that is literally right off. And uh, the design work, I think, uh, huh. it's pretty good. Look, it's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I am biased. And the Greek I, bee. And yep. Yeah. Yes. Right around. I, I so. thought the bull might have been the um, the one where they literally cooked people in as a like, yeah, torture device. No, so, okay. no, no. Okay. This, is, this is a direct <laughs> reference to uh, the Minotaur. The Minotaur. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Because yep. we kind of envision him as like his labyrinth is actually like more of like a uh, forested mm -hmm. labyrinth where he's like, he's like, his, his reputation's been a bit tarnished by, you know, him is talking about it yeah, over, yeah, over, exactly. over the years. You know, it's like the truth of it is just chilling. He's making his honey. Although I did like the version from Immortals where it was uh, the Quebecois giant, mm -hmm. former wrestler <laughs> playing, which it was like a barbed wire right. minotaur head. So, it's yeah. It, it's cool, though, because I actually got to meet Robert Mayette, the actor, at like, because we're just coming off Fantasia in Montreal, yeah, yeah. which is our big mm -hmm. fanta fantasy movie festival. Yep. So, like, just coming here and speaking with your Greek inspired oh, stuff is almost. It's copacetic. Yeah. Like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way to Gen Con, okay. which is a big yeah. board game tabletop convention in Indianapolis every year. I think this is my 22nd yeah. one in a row. I, wow. I'm pretty, pretty into it, I'd say. So we're actually uh, bringing out, um, we actually have a PDF, a d, &D. Uh -huh. uh, It's uh, We actually made our Genesis dry meat into a uh, Dungeons & Dragons magic item, which we'll be uh, passing out. The PDF is uh, on our... Don't get sued uh, by Wizards of the West Coast. No, no, no. So, <laughs> so it, it's it's open source. You oh, can, you, so okay. we could literally make our own D and D campaign. Mm -hmm. Basically, as long as you're using their rule set yeah. and you're not claiming you are Dungeons and Dragons, which we're oh, not. Okay, uh, but we're 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 looking to be like meat meat and gaming is a big thing. Like, I mean, there is. I honestly, from all the convention, I mean, I've done hundreds of game conventions in the past ten to fifteen years, uh, especially in the last few years, um, as uh, friends in the industry. Uh, I have known that I have there. Now they're asking, hey, like, I, I probably have like 15 requests. Damn, are you bring mead? I'm like, don't worry, bring, bring in some mead. <laughs> but now we have uh, that, which will be pretty cool, which is downloaded PDF, which directly goes back in mm -hmm. to the Greek mythology because yeah. we're, you know, bringing our game. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, used to, I used to RPG back in my yep. uh, 16 to 22, mm -hmm. so 20 years ago. Oh my God, I'm old. Um, oh, it's, nonetheless, it's, I think almost every other month we were defeating a Minotaur yeah, somewhere. Yeah. So. Oh, they're, they're teams. Like, uh, my first D&D &D campaign, I was five or six years old and I bought my first D20 from Earthworld Comics, which is still uh, on Central <laughs> Avenue in Albany. So I've, uh, I've been RPG for a while. It's nice to see the resurgence because there was a big oh, lull between... Yeah. Yeah, the 90s were kind of like the nadir. 
Yeah. You know, and then D&D, especially in the last 10 years with 5th edition, they really knocked it out of the park with 5th edition. It's so easy to get into. Like, you have, like, now actual high school clubs that are going to, like, local yeah. game stores and stuff. It's phenomenal. It's, it's, it's Not chic. to digress from the meme. It, it's, it's nice because it's kind of chic to be geek where I used to get mm-hmm. bullied, like, for my... It yeah. was weird. Where are the a, cool kids now? I was a jock and a geek. I yep. would play sports, but also yep. nerded out. Mm-hmm. And so, like, now I can just be geek because I'm old and broken yeah <laughs> so i can yeah. just be a nerd when well, i mean like we, we can so. transition from this conversation to like pro football <laughs> yeah. or pro basketball exactly. and then back hey, to me like yeah, I said, yeah I, definitely yeah i was here to see lacrosse yeah firewolves so mm-hmm. and that would be an awesome villain or monster yeah. in, in yeah D&D. the firewolves would be good so. yeah. have you guys thought about D- doing i know you'd have a bunch of events here mm-hmm. but have you thought about doing a D kind of night yeah or we're actually or? uh so our our we're open thursday through sunday mm-hmm. uh and sundays we close at five so we're hopefully towards the end of August or the beginning of September, I'm actually going to do at least once a month a one-shot campaign where we'll probably have like one or two groups of like four to five people that I'll uh, DM for. So that's something we're also working on a campaign with Asterion as nice. a central figure in that. But that's still in the works, but we're trying to get. So that might be like part of the play test for that directly. And then I see you do trivia nights and other, other events mm-hmm. here. Like uh, why... What made you decide, hey, let's do some trivia nights? Like, well, let's get people through the door. You know, give them a reason to uh, come down to downtown Albany when there isn't an event either at Empire Live or uh, the Albany Convention Center mm-hmm. or the MVP Arena or the Egg, like right below the Empire State Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. The Egg is an art center, right? The Egg is an, an actual performance. It's an oh, amphitheater. It's, an amphitheater. it's performing yeah, arts. Yeah, like they have uh, Melissa Etheridge yep. next week. Yep. Oh, Henry Rollins has spoken yeah. there a few times. So I mean, they, they have, they've yeah. got decent. And they're like, there's a lot yeah. of orchestra stuff, a lot of acoustic that comes in, but the Empire State Plaza is a huge, it's basically a giant art gallery from the museum all the way to the Capitol. So, I mean, they just rotate. There's a lot of art there, too. Yep. I feel Albany's changed. Last time I was here was probably, I mean, before my little beer venture there. uh, (laughs) Beer venture. Booze venture, we'll call it. Uh, I was here like 12, 13 years ago for a wrestling event here at MVP. Okay. Because like, oh, it's only a three-hour drive. It was, no, it was um, the night Edge won the title during... New Year's Revolution. Okay. Uh, we drove here, mm-hmm. and there was wow, there was, was no. It, what was it then? Was it the Nick then? No, it was Pepsi. No, that, well, so it, it would have been, Pepsi, it was, been the Pepsi. Pepsi? It was the yeah. Pepsi Arena then. at that time. Uh, there yeah. was yeah. then it was Times Union. Uh, I wasn't big into craft beer then, but mm-hmm. there was nothing here when I came twelve the, years ago. The only thing, the only thing would have been CH Evans. I feel that's Albany the only is, one in downtown Albany. Yeah, like we have geez, Albany's really growing from what I'm seeing. We have Sage Evans, which is going to be Common Roots. Yeah. Uh, they bought them out. Uh, and they're phenomenal, by the way. Yeah, like yeah. Common Roots uh, has a taste, and we love that place, too. Oh, yeah. We went up. So they're going to be, but they're keeping some of Sage Evans going. There's Fort Orange. There's Druthers. There's Nine Pin Cider. There's yeah. Fight-Ins that just moved Fight-ins, in down there. Yeah. Just, and I that's can't... literally just Albany. The Real McCoy Beer Co. Yeah. from Delmar is getting a, a spot in there. And that's just Albany. I mean, I, I think New York State, if I remember correctly, is top three... Uh, in the amount, and I think it's like a, a, a ratio, but it's a, the amount and quality of mm-hmm. breweries, wineries, and distilleries in the entire United States of America, which is pretty cool. So, I mean, New, yeah, so New York's like number three. Yeah, well, they're they're in the top three of okay. each. I think it's like breweries. We might be second. Yeah. Our wineries, we might be second behind California. Yeah, uh, and then I think distilleries, we might be three. One of them were yeah. two, but that's what I'm saying. Like just between like the amount. I mean, yeah, I mean we're a very populous state, but a lot of it is down in New York City uh, and like Long Island ish, yeah, yeah. you know. But there is so much more. Yeah, like you can 
travel from here to Buffalo, you can go through the Finger Lakes. You can go up in the Adirondacks. Right. It's a, it's Vermont's insane. not far away. Ver- Vermont's phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> Love Vermont. So, yep, Western Massachusetts, yeah. Northern Connecticut. Hey, I mean, you guys a... come up, come up to Montreal, where oh, legal yeah. drinking age is eighteen. So <laughs> I, I went there in ninety eight. I went there in ninety eight when I was yeah. eighteen. That's true. Yeah, yep. it's uh, St. Catherine Street. I mean, I've I've said time and time and time and time again, and I know I'm a broken record, but from pretty much Detroit to the Maritimes and kind of surround, mm-hmm. yeah. we're spoiled. Well, spoiled so, uh, for good it, booze. I know, mind you, as an outsider, I could be wrong, but isn't like Crescent Street like the main? Uh, it's a party bar? central. It's yeah, part, really, party yeah, central. Yeah. Like I've been like the Churchill up there. Yeah. My fit, my favorite. Uh, there's a speakeasy in the cloakroom, uh, which has amazing. It's yes. uh, so it's yeah, Crescent. You go up over and then yeah. up, and it's like an old men's boutique. I, I they, believe um, they're still open. Yeah, but if you're looking for craft beer in Montreal, mm-hmm. it's Saint yep. Denis and Saint Laurent. Okay. Yeah. All right. You, well, that's your craft beer. Unfortunately, there's no craft meadery in downtown Montreal right now. Mm. Uh, Eastern Townships, there's uh, King Mead Maker or Millerie, because uh, Millerie is that, and they make some tasty meads. And it was the same thing as, oh, this is 12%. I can't drive. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. You got right to make a decision. Either you do the taster <laughs> and then drink a lot of water, yeah. or it's like, take a bottle home, so to speak. Uh, was uh, pretty much downtown Albany, the kind of city council, very welcoming to having the outside patio. Yeah, they yeah. were there. So we, we were lucky on this side that that's actually a lot of like electrical box uh, okay. work under the street. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we file our permit, you know, keep it up to date, make sure there's a clear walking path in the winter, mm-hmm. make sure it's shoveling. But no, like the, the six tables we have out there, they've been amazingly common. Yeah. The downtown bit has been phenomenal for us. Like, I mean, the entire city, and I mean, uh, we're right down the street from Excelsior Pub, which is New York State theme pub. And then Hill Street has been uh, the... the Cooked there, Kermit made me pizza there in '95, and he's still there. <laughs> Over 30 years. Well, he's like going close to 40 now. He's, yeah, he's been there a long time, and the pizza is amazing. You know, just uh, but like everyone local yeah. has been phenomenal. So it's awesome. You got a good good variety around. Yeah. No, like I said, I, I was glad I came here to to watch NLL, mm-hmm. but also discovering the capital region, like. When I was here a decade ago, this did not exist. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. There's, there's been a, there's been a, it, it, downtown's also much more uh, residential uh, now comparatively to 10, 10 to 12 years ago. It was probably like six or seven years ago that a lot of the commercial space, and this was before the pandemic, but the pandemic, yeah. uh, 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 I would say, uh, enhanced the commercial exodus yeah. With the influx of residential people, especially people who want to be close enough to New York City yeah. or Boston or uh, around or even downtown, but still want like kind of like a city life, you know, but they can still work remotely and head down on the train or whatever they want. It's funny too, on the drive up, I'm like, literally, if you guys had like a bullet train from Albany oh. to New York City, it would kill New York City oh and everybody would just yeah, move yeah, exactly. out this yeah, way. Leave in Plattsburgh, get to New York City in an hour? Yeah. yeah. We, well, maybe not Plattsburgh, but close. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like people that are up here once a month yep. from the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just because like they're part of the Mead Club that we have, they, mm-hmm. they, they make the trip. Uh, yeah. We have people from Boston that make the trip down from pretty much anywhere within four or five hours. Uh, from Albany, they'll come just for our meads. And they've joined and your... his pretty face. Yeah, oh, there you go. The oh, power of beer. My... I'm the pretty yeah. face, too. Yeah, so, there you go. But oh. So you're talking about these people have joined your Labyrinth Mead Club? Mm-hmm. What so, so what is, in a sense, the Labyrinth Mead Club? Like, what, what kind of benefits do you get? And, and so the... Uh, why join? Yeah, so the, the Labyrinth Mead Club, uh, it get by joining, it's like $5, but you get a nice little jar with a sticker on it that you can bring. It's like a mason jar mm-hmm. uh, in a honeycomb shape. You get immediately a dollar off all. Uh, seven ounce pours 
uh, for the year. And then as you go up, like each month on the third Friday, Ray comes out with a new mead that for the remainder of the month, only people, member of the club, can taste or get bottles of. And then Very at the cool. beginning of the month, whatever's left is open to the general public. Yeah. Um, I think this one, you have a strawberry banana daiquiri. Yep. Strawberry banana daiquiri. Yep. This one. And then the next is, uh, see, I, I have to premeditate everything. <laughs> so because this way it's, it's, you know, it's fermenting months before, you know, I'm already working on, on the winter. So it's, I'm trying to, you know, last winter we had, uh, a gingerbread cookie, and we had the Grinch juice, which was mint chocolate chip dessert mead, yes, which was fantastic. How did I come at the wrong time? Fantastic. Yeah, I did it too for, for the holidays. He was, and, he was flirting uh, with the idea of Christmas in July. Yeah, yep, it just it wouldn't have yeah. panned out in yeah. time. Uh, you know, some things, you can't rush a good thing. And mm -hmm. uh, it's, uh, we already, for our process, it's, uh, it's right where it needs to be for our flavor and our style can't mess with it yeah that's and awesome. then uh the other benefits you get discounts on merch after one and then we're actually having a mead club party in august which I've, is going to be was... sunday august 20th you pretty uh, much answered yeah the so, question i was going to ask right so. and, then, and basically he's <laughs> yeah. going to have an exclusive mead just for that night everyone who, who's been a part of the club will get a free bottle they can buy all their bottles but they get a free bottle mm -hmm. offer coming in we'll be uh, uh announcing that on facebook and putting the event up uh early august very cool so August will be your kind of official of anniversary, or is no, no? So our anniversary is May Day of okay, every right. year, the first okay. of May. This we we started the Mead Club July of last year, so we did like the full okay twelve okay. or like end of July, beginning of August. So we're doing each each uh, May. The first weekend in May is uh, sorry, the first weekend in August mm -hmm. is National Mead Day. Yep, the fifth, um, the fifth. technically around that time. Okay, right. okay. And this weekend coming. Right, so what we're going to be doing for August is uh, meat specials, but also we try to have our one in the August, the month of meat. So, so you do two parties, one for the meat club and then one for the, the general public the, type well, thing? Well, for me day, for yeah. me day, we, uh, we kind of stay away from partying because other meaderies just make it such a, a big huge, to-do. Yeah, okay. And it's like, you know what, uh, we have parties whenever the hell we want. You know, it's <laughs> like, that's, that's pretty much, I don't need a specific day. You know, to decide like, you know, and we, you know, we'll, we'll get up one day and be like, you know what, discount day, you know, and that's like, hey, you know, I'll get a friend that's in town that grills or barbecue, random barbecue pop up or, you know, we'll have just events planned with, you know what, let's party, you know, boom, bounce house, boom, get a bike run, motorcycles up and down the block, you know, it's like, there's just, you never know. And it's like when we premeditate too much. It kind of falls under, you know, but for, you know, for parties for us, for us, it's more about, you know, like, let's do this. Yeah, let's do it this yeah. week. Let's yeah. have it. Let's figure it out, make it work. And I always have something cooking so I can always pull something yep. that's, you know, like, hey, oh, you mean, know what? This will be great for this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And things move, you know, it's like. So it's, weekly, uh, it's yeah. kind of like a choose your own meat adventure novel. If that makes yeah. sense. You just open to page 72. Ray has this special meat for you today. Congratulations. Yep. I failed. Back to the beginning. Oh, no, I have to drink another one. <laughs> That's it. It's like you just, you just never know. So like for me day, we'll do discounts. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll discounts on bottles, discounts on pours. You know, I'll probably have something out, uh, like a rehash mm -hmm. of something that we've done probably 
the pineapple chipotle i'll probably re-put mm, out again pineapple you know, chipotle so. oh yeah on the drier side too yeah it's Not like a semi sweet. almost uh, semi-sweet a little dry but it Great yeah, flavor I need profile, you guys. I need you guys you know. to ship to Montreal, or at least just to meet in Montreal somehow. So. <laughs> you know, so, uh, we can meet you at the border. You know, you can drive down a little <laughs> yeah, bit. So our, meet you at Plattsburgh. Uh, Plattsburgh is you know, just perfect. For, you know. And it's supposed to Burlington, Alabama. Yeah, it's yeah. But I won't be the only Quebec plate in Plattsburgh. There'll be but, lots yes, of Quebec yeah. plates. Yeah. Well, so with our with our distribution, we self distribute uh, mm -hmm. currently, uh, and we're not shipping as yet. We're still trying to find boxes that fit our bottles. And I love our bottles. I but mean, let's we talk, you talk about these okay. bottles. They're All so right. unique. They're like, regal. Yeah. You know, it's so like where does it's that come from? I mean, it, it's almost like it's a mix of an urn, but it's mm -hmm. not. It's yeah, it's like it's, a Monster you know, Energy can. Yeah, the, you know, it's so, got the twist top. The vessel itself is almost uh, serendipitous because uh, during the pandemic, mm -hmm. glass was so expensive, yes. and not only that, uh, the major maker of glass bottles in the states here. Uh, changed hands. Yeah. So, so the new person making them, you know, there was so many just failures that it kept getting backed up and uh, backed up yeah. and the price kept shooting like, up for stock. Like an example for the, the glass up. bottles, not to get into like different styles yeah. and stuff, but shipping, because you either had to get to Europe or Asia, shipping alone, even towards the middle of last year, end of last year for glass bottles was $2 plus per individual glass bottle. That's ridiculous. So if you yeah. get a, 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 like a thousand bottle run on a pallet, you're going to end up with like $2,000 in shipping. And that's not even counting like paying to get ahead of the line if you can, yeah. you know, to get your stuff faster. Yeah. And obviously the, the, the tanker, the oil tanker in this, was it Suez? Canal? Middle East? Oh, oh the Suarez. Uh, no, no, the, no, it was the Middle East. Oh, the Middle East. Yeah, oh, the Middle East. Oh, yeah, Suarez. Okay, yeah, yeah. Suarez, Canal. Suarez, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that one, I mean, that, yeah, that prices were already, I mean, I know that was out far, but there's still like, I mean, we're kind of out of that yeah. in the sense, but they're still like trying to make up for it. So we're, we're, mean, able we're to still having a, supply chain issues. Yeah. I've, I've said we're five years away from any sense of normalcy for supply right. issues. Well, so. and, and luckily for us with uh, these, uh, bottles, uh, aluminum, they, they're made, uh, labeled right in the United States. So our shipping is significantly less than others. And they, I mean, they, Look great on the shelf. Yeah, I they're mean, so you, cool they're looking. reusable too, easily. You don't you don't have to worry about a cork. You don't it's have an to, you don't, seal. You can reuse it. You can actually use it yeah, like a water bottle. Or yeah, something. exactly. I mean, you don't have to worry about UV damage. Nope. Yeah, which is a big thing with glass bottles, yeah. depending on you know how it's stored. So it's and it's regal. You know, yeah, you yep. have the, the Greek column. Yeah, it's already gold. Know, it's like marble, gold flecked. <laughs> nice yeah, little it's, it's really nice. No, I, the uniqueness of your of your cans are so cool, and you know, cans are so much more convenient. You don't have to worry about some kid grabbing a can and shattering it, right. breaking his face. Not or anything. breaking is another big thing. Unless he's really trying to try. But yep. Did you want to try the uh, Joy? Yeah, let's go. Next. Joy. So, yeah. The Joy is uh, this is actually this is a funny story. So Joy started out as raised winter warmer for the fall and winter of twenty one into twenty two. Yep, that was our and winter seasonal. Yeah, yeah, it's like mold spice, cinnamon, clove. Uh, so oh. in April we actually came in, and I think it was probably like about. This is what the joy was. This is our coffee, which is a collaboration with okay. Royal Royal Coffee, uh, local chain. Um, but it was about that low. It was like probably like early mid April, and I walk in. And I'm like, "Oh, you got a you got another carboy joy going in the back." And this is before we had the bottles. This was like still when we're uh, only making these four or those three in like the smaller batches. And he's like, "Nope." And I go, "Why not?" 
<laughs> he goes, Dan, it's a winter warmer. And I'm like, that's correct, but it's also our bestseller. Because I consider Joy, like I actually describe as our gateway mead. It's a great introductory mead for anyone who is just isn't big on a strong honey flavor or doesn't like, you know, they're like, all right, this yeah. might be a little dry or they don't like like dry wines that are like similar to like a sake or a Riesling or the Midas might be too sweet or they're just like, I don't like mead. I'm like, you're going to like this one if you like cinnamon and clove. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, with that's, that, that's the note. <laughs> I go to Ray. I'm like, no, we need to keep selling it. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> I'll bring it back in November. I'm like, hold on. All right. Can you give me 24 hours just to think of some way to sell it in the spring, summer, and early fall? And he goes, only if I agree. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. So I walk in 24 hours later. <laughs> he, was, he was adamant. And I come in 24 hours later, and I just walk in. I go, campfire mead. And he just looks at me, and he goes, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> but then he's like, the lavender staying it is a summer and uh, spring one. I'm like, done. No problem. No arguments. Yeah. You, you won that, that. I conceded that for the joy. So this, yep. it, it was trial and error. So mm -hmm. I spent a lot of winters um, in Europe, especially Austria, Germany. They have Kringle markets on every corner. You know, you pay, you get your token, you get a glass mug, and everybody has crock pots going on Glühwein. So just... Red mulled wine, it's everywhere there, and no better way to stay warm. You know, and snow's falling, it's cold, whoop, dip it in, you keep going, and it's fantastic. That is the closest to profile that I've been able to get that's not a red wine base. Yeah, you said campfire. It, it reminds so, me of that, that first ever smoked beer I had. I'm like, yeah, this would be perfect so near a campfire. If you warm it up, uh, either like at, during a campfire, yeah. it'll be like... like Decent one, like in a crock pot or like a coffee cup in the microwave for like 20, 30 seconds. It's like a honey hot toddy. Yeah. No more than that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want it hot, hot. Yeah. No, because, yeah, honey. Like, like so you nice want it hot, uh, warm. Low warm. Above, above warm. Yes, above yes, lukewarm. Yes. Above lukewarm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, there you I don't go. know Cheers. if you're in. And that, uh, yeah, it definitely, yeah. It's definitely nice, especially in the crock pot. Mm. A little extra cinnamon. You throw so you just know, start throwing matches on the ground and start a fire. Yes. And just <laughs> put it right over it. Oh, yeah. It's also uh, really good uh, if you mm. uh, cook it with desserts. Yeah. Put it with like a rum cake. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. as a glaze over, you can turn it, you know. Yeah. You guys don't have food at all here? No. So our kitchen is where uh, that's Ray makes our meat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the big thing there. Yeah. Um, maybe like, I mean, long term. But we yeah. do like food truck pop-ups, like grilling Pop-ups, okay. you have a popcorn. Mm -hmm. People can bring food, too. Yeah. We've had people call, like, hey, Ubreeds. you want this? Yeah, there's also <laughs> oh, yeah. Ubreeds. They get yep. delivered straight here. They bring stuff. <laughs> They'll call every once in a while and be like, hey, we're bringing this. Do you want anything? And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yep. you know, Sometimes like order pizzas from Hill Street or get, like, awesome. you know, places. Sounds like you guys have, like, quite the, quite the, like, localized, tight community here. Oh, yeah. And there's a uh, Sugarfoot Soul Food Restaurant right around the corner. They just it's opened fantastic. up. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. See, it's so oh. frustrating because last time I was here, I had to eat at Kelsey's. Yeah, to watch well, we have, then there's uh, Cafe Capriccio, which okay. is one of the older Italian restaurants in Albany. Also phenomenal. Yeah. The meatball appetizer is just not fair. I mean, when you're, when you're driving in from Montreal just for a wrestling show, you want to, like, get in. Oh, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you want to do what you yeah, can, like, you, fast. You want to, for people who are not visiting the region, you want to experience mm -hmm. Albany. You want to experience Schenectady, Troy, mm -hmm. uh, Cologne. Uh, there's so much Boston mm -hmm. Spa. I mean, yep. Capital region is so much bigger and, and better than I'm never assuming most people think. So, Saratoga Springs. I mean, I've never heard it said that way. Which one? Colony. Ah, Colony. Yeah. I've never heard it. It's, I think it's like, it's, 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 it's,
got you. Oh, it's it's, uh, I think yep. it's my Canadian accent yeah. that, that throws me. That's all right. Awesome. Uh, I know I meant to mention this earlier, but New York State has very specific, unique laws about mead. How, how did that... Why aren't they just kind of like so, mead should be somewhere between beer and cider type thing? So the the why of it, I am unsure because that okay. is more of like a political uh, question. But I know the state liquor board and uh, actually John, referencing John Kern from Albany uh, Distilling, he was instrumental in helping to, to write and lobby, especially for distillery. But the... Uh, Farm metery license has a lot, while, while we're restricted to mm -hmm. the New York State, only selling New York State sourced and produced wines, liquors, uh, and beers, uh, and ciders, we have an amazing uh, uh, leeway where we can sell bottles of all of our products across the table from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like that's so like, we're kind of like a walk-in New York State liquor store or uh, better for beer For local product. For, okay. Right, for New York State yeah. within our scope. Uh, so that is, I believe, extremely unique. I mean, I know like distilleries can't sell other, I mean, yeah. they couldn't, they couldn't, but it was like the first uh, expansive law because I mean, New York State still has some blue laws on the books from prohibition. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, like Utica Club was the first beer bottled after prohibition. So, you know, New York State has a uh, long history involved with that, but it is... Uh, we're also uh, we also have the ability to open up five branch offices mm -hmm. across the state, which means we don't have to produce there, but we can open up remote locations under uh, our license here. Um, and the uh, New York State distributing laws are very I, I found uh, very accommodating and welcoming to produ small producers because we can. Uh, we can literally just self-distribute. I could drive all the way out to Buffalo. Oh. I could drop something out. I could drive to Suffolk County and Long Island. I could go straight to Plattsburgh. Plattsburgh. Um, Plattsburgh. Where the, yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's the, well, we're actually, um, there's a store in Plattsburgh I'll talk to you after. Oh, yeah, um, okay. That I actually met at the Adirondack Wine and Food Festival. Um, but Vermont, we'd have to sell to the state mm -hmm. because Vermont only allows them to sell from the state. Massachusetts and Connecticut, you have to be in distribution. So I'd have to go through a distributor. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're still like two years old, you know? I mean, we're, we're hopefully getting to the point where we're going to need to find, you know, find a larger production space relatively soon, which would be great. Mm -hmm. um, we're really focused on getting our meats out to liquor stores, retailers, and bars, restaurants in Albany County in the smaller regional uh, capital district. Like that's what we're focusing on the, the latter half of this year. Um, but then, you know, with expanded production, then you know, oh well. I mean, there's there's only so there's only so many hours in the day for like Ray and I to go around yeah. and do stuff, you know. And then uh, Chad's going around doing his thing too, you know. He, yeah. he 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 does everything. Tell you know he'll he'll help us clean. He'll help make mead. He'll help like he'll bartend on occasion. Sometimes he'll go out like he just does sales. Like, like oh, just dropped off six bottles here. Let him know, and I'll be like, all right, cool. Guess we're doing a tasting, you know. So uh, focused on uh, that end, but the the laws in New York State, um, especially for this, like I was saying, the small uh, producers has been really nice to work with, yeah. in all honesty. Everything I'm hearing is New York State, from craft beer to wine to mead to cider, is mm -hmm. uh, the state wants you to succeed. 
Right, because if we succeed, state makes more money than taxes. And while that is that that's I'm not saying that to be snarky. It, I'm trying to say it as you, a factual. How else are you going to pay for your roads, right? Exactly. I mean, right, right, right. Because yeah. I mean, you're you're taxing the sales you have in your tasting room. Yeah. They want us to open more tasting yeah. rooms. Um, it took it. I would say it took a while for. I mean, there are st still some <laughs> asinine laws. I mean, there's still like what was it like still recently? A lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah, right? like I mean, liquor stores couldn't sell till X time on Sundays yeah. for a long, long yeah. time. The weird blue law that, uh, yeah. that there was, like, you couldn't sell anything until noon. Yeah, that's what Sundays. it was, yeah. And then they changed it to, it, you have to pick a day. Yeah. Right. It didn't I, have to be Sunday. Yeah, but it's also, like, we don't, we, I haven't found something of the sort. So, in New Jersey, uh, breweries weren't allowed to show live sporting events. They actually had a three to five minute delay by law because the restaurant lobbies had been losing, you know, people to the breweries for, like, watching like NFL or like NASCAR and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I remember like being down at a beer festival and I was watching like the Giants game and I like look at ESPN on my phone. I'm like, we're up by three? What? <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, is this Biff from Back to the Future? Am I, am I about to make a fortune in like <laughs> by betting people on beers? Oh yeah, we're definitely going to hit a 53 yarder. I got this. And then my friend, uh, my friend Dave Latt was like, nah, damn, there's a delay. I'm like, what do you mean there's a delay? And then he explained uh. it to me and my mind was blown. And I was like, well, there are worse places than New York State to have to go through the regulations in bureaucracy. Oh, I've heard Pennsylvania is just like apparently Sundays is like very. Yeah, I, Pennsylvania. I actually. Oh, Pennsylvania is definitely more restrictive. Like honestly, yeah. like around us, like New York State is really in my. I mean, there are look. Are there things that could be better? Sure. Yeah. Um, are there things that are I would find somewhat illogical and like kind of hampering or hurdle unnecessary hurdles? Sure. But overall, comparatively to other states, I mean, imagine if we had to go to like a price chopper yeah. or a grocery store to buy our wine yeah. that we can't get from, you know, I mean, like, or you had to go to like a state, yeah. like that boggles my mind. But, you know. So Every state's different. Are, right. It could be a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're working with yeah. it. And could happy. be a lot worse. Could be a little better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little better, but I'd rather be, you know, could be a little better than it could be. Like, like I said, worse. it sounds like your rep your state representatives are yes. very favorable of you guys mm -hmm. succeeding. Yeah, and so. I think that's also representative. Like we we're saying, we're being yeah. like we're we're top three in a bunch of them. Yeah. And I, all I'll, right, I'll I got one last one oh, here. I got two yep. more questions, sure. and then we're gonna wrap things up. Okay. So. All right, what's this last one? That's the uh, Hades Hella Hot. It's a hot pepper blend uh, with additional honey, and then I'll let Ray take on the descriptor. Oh yeah, so. Originally started making it's gonna hurt me. a jalapeno meat <laughs> that was dry. And this was the sweetened alternative. I have an affinity for hot pepper. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like the heat. And uh, especially hot pepper mead. Um, and it was hard to get for us to have. Uh, Helderberg makes a hot pepper mead with their blend of peppers. And there was a long time where we just weren't able to source it. Supply chain issues, glass, this and that. They couldn't bottle it. And I'm like, damn it. I'm, like, I'm going to make my own. Yeah. And that was it. And a little experimentation. And, you know, it's like you definitely, you get the fresh jalapeno. You get some habanero in there. Yeah. And then there's another pepper that I'm not speaking of. Oh, boy. That is the oh secret boy. that adds the tannins in the body to it. I, I have sweet. what's called a white man's palate. Well, <laughs> it's sweet. I, I, the heat yeah. balances. Okay. So when, so. I, when I tell people, like, when I ask, like, this, that's always the last one I give the tasting of. I go yeah. right down the line. And I, like, do you like hot peppers? And even if someone are like, eh, I'm like, well, it's not like a, it's not a hot wings test, but there's a kick. So if you 
want more heat, sip it slowly. If not, take more gulps, but there'll be a kick, but it's not. After, after three sips. Yeah. It All right, caps fine. out cool. on the heat. Cheers. Cheers. So, lost. Yeah. so I got the mm -hmm. little sting on the front of my wallet. Yep. He's right over the light. So I'm going yeah. to see the, <laughs> the red shell. Look for the sweat. Look for it's going to happen. The beads of sweat. Yeah. I, the most I could do is buffalo. <laughs> so. Okay. So it's, I mean, but it's not, it's Ooh. not overpowering. Right. You know, now let your palate stabilize. Yeah, no. It, and then it, you get starts, it. Yeah. And but then the sweetness it, helps you. But you still get the heat. And, and then you, the flavor starts coming through. Oh, there it is. Yeah. And then it's, to, yep. Yeah. If you so, actually put that over ice, a little bit of lime juice, it's almost like a spicy margarita. Or it's been really like local restaurants, the Cavaco and Savoy especially, have been using it uh, with their pulled pork or their like marinated chicken. Yeah. Hot wings. We yeah. have well, Corey. Yeah. It uses it, makes it, uh, yep. turns it into a I'll blaze. be buying some of these on the way out because I have friends who would love this okay. back in Montreal. So. Mm -hmm. And then drag their and yes, you can travel across the border with it. So. Well, we're going to be here forty-eight hours, yeah. thankfully. So yeah, we exactly. Can. Yep, it <laughs> will make it. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you'll have to hit us up separate in case you run through it all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so one last question. Yeah. I know you guys have local beers yes. in your fridge, and you deal with local artists. How do you select the local people you're dealing with here? Normally, um, I look for a variety. I look mm -hmm. for something. I mean, everybody has their popular beers. You know, summertime, everybody wants a shandy. They want something fruity. Mm -hmm. They want something uh, just, you know, that's uh, going to be refreshing. And, I mean, you have to kind of play towards what the market tells you to do. A lot of, I taste like everything in here. And like if that. I don't like it, I won't put it on. Mm -hmm. Unless I know it's a guarantee sell. You know, I'm here the majority of the time. And if I can't tell you what it is, There's no point. I'm not doing my job. And that's a, you know, people want something. And we have a little bit of everything. We have a milk stout. We have a, you know, another type of stout. We have a coffee cup stout just for people that want the two spectrums of profile. We have ciders on tap, pilsners, lagers, different IPAs, you know, hazies, juicy, you know, mm -hmm. just there's a little bit of everything. We have a cream colch. You know, it's a old Claverack. Yeah. That's, fantastic. Yep. Fantastic. They've they just really want best. Though. They want best. Hudson Valley Brewery beating out, uh, who makes sloop juice? Sloop, uh, sloop juice sloop. is a uh, sloop. Sloop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not like, but they won like best Hudson so Valley. They, like gold silver in the New York, thing. Yeah, yeah, in the, okay, New, yeah, in the New York State. Yeah. So that was. And their uh, product is wow. fantastic. Yeah. They make Craig blueberry sour. Great. Yep. Okay. We did a tap takeover. But I mean, not even just limited them. We do like, we've had common roots. Like we try to cycle through in the tasting room. Like we try to get six holes as much as possible to allow us to have that turnover so we can constantly do stuff. Plus, it's breweries that we like. Exactly. You know, That's like we, we make, we've made friendships, especially through the craft beer trail, to where it's like, hey, you know, and they were, they were so benevolent to us and so welcoming that it's like, hey, you know what? I want your product here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like Max from Northway, amazing. Mm -hmm. from, from uh, Common Roots, amazing. Like there's so many people that, you know, we've, had all these relationships with that it's like, you know, why not, you know, mm -hmm. Crossroads Brewing and it's just, it's, uh, you know, we want their product here. Yeah. And, and, and mostly we we've geographically mostly targeted within like about an hour. Cap of, capital region. Yeah. The capital region, uh, maybe, generally. Maybe I mean, the Catskills. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, de <laughs> definitely. Yeah. 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 Uh, Crossroads uh, yeah. down in the Catskills. Mm -hmm. um, we, we've generally tried to do that just simply because we can then support 
the local yeah. one. And it's not that we won't get something from Buffalo or the Finger Lakes yeah. or even like Long Island, but I would say those more of a rarity because I mean, we do have a uh, uh, 12 tap lines, um, but our main focus still is the mead. So that's why we're- Buffalo makes them yeah. very Yeah, good. You know, Community Beer Works, yep. Big Ditch. Uh, Big Ditch, they're Flow Rider right now. It's like a citrus blonde, but it drinks like Tecate. It's like Ooh. almost like a Mexican lager profile because of how the citrus hits. Fantastic. Wow. It's hot outside. Those things are going down, you know, like <laughs> faster than something that I can't say. Yeah. So, which is, you know, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been my summer of Mexican and Japanese lagers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then when it comes to your artistry, uh, who, who do you do with, like? Um, so, this is actually a, a piece by uh, Silo Designs. Uh, Joe Shavery literally uh, works about three blocks away. Um, the guy who designed the PDF for uh, is uh, Alex Vasilaskis. Uh He's a digital creator, um, brother of George, who's from uh, Zombie Planet, one of the longest mainstays local game mm-hmm. stores. Um, it's just relationships before. They both love me. They actually both love the Hades. Like, they both, like, they'll just, they just it, open it and they'll just drink it on the can while they're painting. It's yeah. amazing. But so, the name association makes sense with what yeah, you're and then, uh, uh, about, so. Up there, we have uh, local art from uh, Dan Hogan. Uh, he had a very large piece there uh, before that too. He's a phenom- he's more of like I'd say like street artist, right? street art, yeah, okay. street art, very urban mm-hmm. uh, with a uh, cynicism <laughs> for the urban outlook is the way I can uh, put it. Yeah, yeah, great guy, great guy. salty dog. There we go, King amazing. That's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, awesome deal, uh, guys. Thank you very much oh, for no today. Problem. I really appreciate this. Anybody who is more than willing to talk to us, we can never thank enough. He's willing to step up. Uh, for those who are looking for the Bull in the Bead mm-hmm. Meadery and Tasting Room, yep. where can people find you? Well, on the web, it's thebullandbee.com. Uh, on Facebook, it is facebook.com forward slash thebullandbee. On Instagram and Twitter, it is at thebullandbee. And uh, what's your physical address? Physical address is 140 Hamilton Street, Albany, New York, 12207. We are right below the Empire State Plaza, uh, which is the funny-looking large buildings and the egg-shaped, <laughs> and we're right across the arterial from the MVP Arena. So we're, we're pretty – if you're driving by, you'll be able to see us. We had a nice, bright sign. And we're tucked away. So yeah. the patio is always nice to come in and yep. relax on. We're not on the main roads, on the mm-hmm. main street. So it's – we keep away from everything, and it's a great place to come in. Amazing. Good deal. All of that's going to be in the show notes. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please click that subscribe and notification bell for future episodes. As for us, allbeerinside.com is the website. At allbeerinside on all social media, as I say at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap. <laughs> I like that.